What's up, wild ones? This is Nika Carly, and you are listening to The Rewilding Experience. Let's get it. What's up, wild one? So it's been a minute. You know I was living that family hospital life, and (laughs) the thing that fell by the wayside was the show. So we are back, and I decided, like, what better way for us to drop back into the medicine than one of my absolute favorite humans on this entire planet who helped me drop into the story, like the medicine of story, the story of medicine. I feel like they're one in the same, and her name is Kylie Slavic, and she is like god I, like I, I she's one of those people where like there, there's no one thing nothing to find you as like oh she's a digital marketer she's a storyteller like you're you're this incredible soul who is here to do whatever you're here to do in all the ways but but one of the key pieces that i that i feel from you and that i have gained in such wisdom from you is the capacity to really 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 bring story into every layer of our experience and and I'll let you kind of take it away for anything that you'd like to kind of kick us off with uh, sharing. But one thing that's always stood out to me is like how you talk and you drop us in to like, this is something that's always been there. This is not a new thing. This is not a fad. This is not like, hey, let's learn how to tell stories so that we can sell things. Story is encoded into our DNA. And I feel like you're one of, obviously, like around the globe, you are recognized as one of the people who who brings out story for brands and in all of the ways and yes to wealth and to freedom and and you know ad copy and everything. But the medicine and the sovereignty of story has always stood out for me with you. And I'd love if there's if there's anything that you'd like to kind of riff on about that or just like intro yourself however you desire. Um, but thank you for being here and Kylie. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. And yes, mm-hmm. on any given day, I might take a different title. Yes. R- right now, it seems to be <laughs> writing 40 pages of emails to try to keep companies alive. <laughs> 40 pages per day. Yeah. So- yeah. I'm like, let, let's, let's clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me, there's many things that stood out mm. to me in what you just said, actually, and my brain kind of went on fire, but... <laughs> One of the things that I love that you said is this distinction between what story is or the sovereignty of story or the encoding of story versus this kind of shallow appropriation of story for personal gain, you know, like, so there's such a distinction there. And, you know, before we dive into that, if we decide we want to, then I'll just back (laughs) up and say... It is true. I'm a digital marketer. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a brand storyteller. I do all those things on a daily basis. I do a lot of launch kind of stuff. And, and I've been doing that for a decade. And the thing I'll say about it that feels important in this moment is that everything that I do in marketing came from my early 20s career as a performance poet, as a spoken word artist. And mm-hmm. What I learned how to do in that time of my life was to take a little three or four minute slice of time of from someone else, of someone else's attention in a sense, you know, yeah. they're, vo- they're volunteering it, but still yeah. like it's their time. And 
creating a transformational experience for them through story that either moves them emotionally, changes their feeling about something, gives them a new perception, breaks down and reforms a belief, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like really, really fast. Yes. And I didn't know I was developing a super skill. I mean, I was just like doing drugs, drinking and writing poetry. And I had no, I, I didn't, I was just trying to make it through the day, honestly, you know, but what ended up happening was that I started writing ads and my ads performed really, really well. And I was basically just doing the poetry thing. Mm. So that was cool. It, It was really it really blew my mind. I I was like, Oh my God, the thing I've been doing in poetry, like, you know, 30 people or a hundred people and probably at the most 200 people are in a room listening to my poetry. But I just reached a hundred million people in 30 countries and they all like, like not all hundred million, but many, many people took an action. And I was like, that's a different kind of thing. You know, that's a different level of influence. And so I've been just playing, you know, in both worlds ever since trying to figure Mm. out how to help people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Like, and, and, and one of the deep things that we have worked on and, and, and dropped into, and (laughs) I I found one of our, um, the, the live stream that we did from your house, like years ago, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I forgot that we did this. And one (laughs) thing that, (laughs) one thing that always kind of stands out is is this, the power of archetypes in storytelling Mm -hmm. and, and really looking at like in, in a lot of my peeps, like they, they, they are into story already and kind of like hero's journey and Joseph Campbell and all of that, but really bringing in this idea of how do you take people on this kind of story arc mm-hmm. with a three to four minute um, message like and and in today's day and age right like especially right now of what's happening in the world people really want the depth but there's so much fluff and there's so much like um, who knows what but there's a whole lot of stuff that it, people are being inundated with every single day that's super low vibration and there's this there's this hunger for for hope there's a hunger for actually taking in stories that will help us not only change ourselves, but to, to, to partake in that ripple effect in the world. So when you think about or drop, drop it all into your body, like the, the power that the, the alchemy, the, the archetypes of story and being able to kind of um, like, like you learned with, with slam poetry, like distilling it down into like this moment where you you have a moment to catch someone you have a moment to to bring them into your story how can we bring that into like like an instagram feed where you have so many characters before someone is going to scroll by or like into anything like uh, onto onto a video on into our writing how do we how do you bring that into yours and how how can like how can people mm. who maybe don't understand that, bring that into, into their messaging right now and into their Mm -hmm. lives. I love that. There's a couple of things I can say. And one is that you made a good point, which is that there's not a lot of time to get attention. Mm. And so there's a couple of things you can do to make sure that you do. And that is you can start a story from the highest point of drama Mm. so that people are like, whoa, wait, what is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
or, you know, like, like, like an example I use a lot is, is like, we need to talk yes. <laughs> and everybody's yes. like, Ooh, I hate that. What does that mean? Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, oh. There's an actual reaction in your body when you totally. read that you're like, Oh God. And then you're, you're in. <laughs> right. You yeah. want to know. Yeah. And then the other, and then the other thing would be just to have like a headline if you're sharing yeah. a story. So like, a lot of times I'll tell my clients that are studying copy or story with me is that what they want to do is have, if they're going to tell a story and they're going to start the story from whenever they're going to start it, they have to understand that sometimes people are not going to think that this applies to me, you know? So if we put a headline in there that says something like right now, it might be something like, why pulling back from attracting new clients into your business is the worst thing you can do during the pandemic. Because there's a lot of people that are thinking about that. Like, is it okay to market? Is it not okay to market? Should I be just not doing anything? Right. So, so if I put a headline in that and then I tell a story, somebody it's, I kind of tell people like you're selling them on the idea of reading the whole thing, but you're letting them know if you read this whole piece of content and give me five minutes of your attention, there's something in it for you. Yes. So those would be my two strategies there. And then just sort of like the shortest, I mean, there's a book on my bookshelf somewhere that's like a 22 point story structure. You know, it's a, Mm. it's a film guy. And then of course the hero's journey is 12 phases. But if you want just like three things to think about when you're telling a story, there, there's some kind of conflict. Yes. There's, uh, like a realization or a breakthrough from that conflict. And then there's a transformation or a new reality. So that would be sort of the shortest, most condensed version of the hero's journey that I could think of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's a nice format to follow on social media because it's pretty short, but it still carries the entire emotional arc. I mean, we can't go into the cave and slay slay the dragon on every post. It's just too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's like, let's go all the way into the depth every single moment of every single day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know for people like me and you, we're going to want to do it, but like, (laughs) you can't always, you can't always, yeah. Yeah. It's like interject some of the other pieces that still tie into the story that your soul is here to share, like still tie into your message, but like the shenanigans, right? Like they, they've got to come out as well. And, and it, and it all, it's still dropping them into a story. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about the conflict, like a lot of people, especially our people who are more sensitive, mm-hmm. intuitive, yep. they don't, they shy away from this idea of conflict. And so I want to kind of put some context around that because it's not, you're, you, we're not like, like a lot of marketers will say that we should like agitate people's pain or we should right. like stir stuff up. And I'm not right. talking about that. <laughs> if you, if you needed to look for a conflict, then there's always a conflict between your people and what they want yeah, or who they are on the inside and who they're being, you know, or who they think they're supposed to be. 
if you're selling something, if you're an entrepreneur or if you're a healer, or if you're just a really cool person that yeah. wants to create content, you know, like <laughs> yes. the, your audience is going through levels of conflict all the time. And yeah. so we're not creating something that isn't there. We're just tuning into what is there. Yeah. yeah. And Michael Haig told me, he's uh, the story consultant <laughs> for people like Will Smith. Yeah. He told me that he actually got me to finally understand why this was important. Cause I was mm. one of those people that was like, no, I don't need conflict in my yes. story. Yes. And he said, you cannot ha have an emotional story without conflict. And he just mm. kept telling me and he just kept telling me, but, but you know, he really helped me to see that the conflict is what creates emotion, but that like the conflict is just what's already happening inside of them and I can just meet them there. And this, yeah. the purpose of story, like the purpose, like speaking about the coding of story, story started as instructional. Mm -hmm. It was like, Hey, when you see a tiger, right? Yes. <laughs> this is what you should do. Yes. So that's a lot of conflict right there. That's the life yeah. or death. That's conflict between like humans and in nature, humans yes. and animals, survival and death, right? right? These are the themes that right now the whole world is like, oh my God, life, death, money, not money, shelter, not shelter. You know, yes. these are really primal things. Yeah. 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 And uh, th there's this, when we drop into the primal, which is, you know, it's, it's like my favorite place to live is like excavating <laughs> all the primal things. Th there's this, this, polarity between like ah like craving that that security that that comfort of being able to just kind of relax into it and also having enough fire to mm -hmm. to keep yourself moving to keep yourself in momentum and not get kind of lost in the quicksand right like lost in the muck and when you're when you're helping people really especially during times like this, when they're like, yes, like I know I'm a messenger. Like I, I he I'm here to lead. I'm here to, to shape, you know, the, the face of humanity to help, you know, heal the hoop, like whatever it is, they know that there's something in them that they're here to do, but they're, they, they're having trouble kind of navigating the like, ugh, like it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel like maybe we should be telling the stories right now, but they the other side of them is like, this is the time, like, this is why we're here. How do you help them to kind of navigate the two polarities? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I got a captain this ship. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my God. That's good. Navigating polarities, you know, that's an awesome question. Like, you know your audience. Yeah. So I am going to ask you a question to clarify yeah, where, sure. where to go with this because there's so many ways we could go. Where, yes. What's the outcome that they would want or like where do they want to go with it, do you think? Yeah. So my people, like they know. They know that they're here to step into the next level of their leadership. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're mostly all doing it in some way. Mm -hmm. But you know when you're like on the precipice and then something like this global thing happens and their nervous systems and mm. they're, they're super sensitive and they're like, is it okay for me to mm -hmm. keep going? Like, mm -hmm. should I keep going or should I just like kind of, just kind of stay in, in the stillness and not take the actions to, to continue leading in, t in times like this? 
Yeah. So where they want to land is probably just in the truth of that, right? For them. And I, and I would say it's probably going to be different for everybody, but here's how I would begin to navigate these types of things. And I've been doing it in different people's businesses. So it's like, it's different for everybody, but I would say this is a really important time to anchor into your vision. Yeah. I think the reason that we are afraid to continue to do our work is because of the real true suffering that's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And there's a flip side to that. So there are like, I I just wrote an email for a client today about how there's like 6 million people that are unemployed. How could I still market my services? But, but while that is true, there's all of these people in the world I, I am feel included in this as a digital marketer and everyone's trying to go online. There right. is, is a whole group of people right now that have three times as much work as they can handle are working yes. six, 16 hours a day, yeah. like making more money. I had the best second best month in March of my entire business of 10 years yeah. like financially. So yeah. there are people who are just getting their butts kicked right now who right. are like dying for what you have, yeah. like, like dying. So yeah. like, it seems to me like there's an industry split. Like mm. some industries are flailing like hotels yes, you know, or yeah. like airplanes or, right. you know, restaurants, hospitality. But then there's people like, like Zoom, for example, yes. <laughs> you know, video conferencing people, people with online courses, like yep. they're just like, they need leadership and they need intuitive help and they need support and they need support from people like people who are listening right now because you know I I was working on another client's launch and I was like I want you to make a video about why the time is now and you know for people to join this program and and I was like and and I was asked for like some video bullets and the first thing I said is like hey tell your people because his people are very spiritual Mm -hmm. And very on the fringe in terms of like getting, being the black sheep or whatever. And one of the things I told him was, I want you to talk about how they've been picked on and cast aside their whole lives. And now all of a sudden the whole world is looking to them for answers. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like, I never thought I would live to see the day when that actually happened. You know, I didn't, I've been waiting for like 16 million years or something, you know, (laughs) like now is our time. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Totally. Mm. I love that. It's, it's the, it's really bringing in the, the truth of all of it, right? Like, Mm. you know, you're here to do the work. And so it's, it's, it's really allowing yourself to understand that, like, just because like times like this, this is why we're here. Exactly. This is for us to fall back. It's not a time to like, to go like, oh shit, let me just close my eyes and then I'll come back right. out in a year and everything will be the same as it used to be. Yeah. It's never, ever going to be the same. No. In no. one week, the whole entire world changed and we will never go back to how it was. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. We don't even know. We don't even know what the fallout really is. Yeah. No. We, we don't, cause no one's, cause we can't go anywhere. So we don't. Right. We only, <laughs> we only know what's on the internet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. And the- yeah. So this is, the, is what I'm seeing, and, and I'm sure you're seeing in some way, right? Like, um, and I think that you're, well, I know in a lot, a lot of ways we're, we're the same, that we're not sitting around reading and watching and listening to a bunch of news, right? Like we're not, yeah. like, it's just not like we're, we're creating. We're like, we're doing the stuff. Totally. <laughs> we're in the soul work. And 
when I do see like the stuff that I allow myself to kind of engage with, it's generally in the space of soul, but I Mm -hmm. am fully aware. And I see this, that other people, they're coming in with this very irresponsible storytelling, the storytelling that is purposefully trying to trigger people and play Mm -hmm. into their fears. Mm -hmm. And I know with a lot of, and I mean, I've studied a lot of marketing, but you studied, holy shit, a lot of marketing. <laughs> and, and, and so there is this like traditional, and, and this can go into the appropriation of what story truly is, right? But in traditional quote unquote kind of online marketing, which is most of my peeps and a lot of your peeps, most of them I think as, as well, mm-hmm. um, that once you really start studying marketing and, and advertising, it's like you've got to like agitate the pain and like you've got to like stir it up. And, and it's done in this very ungrounded, mm-hmm. um, like not trauma-informed, like very dangerous kind of a way. And I think mm-hmm. you were, and I'm, no, I know you were the first person who it really hit me like, the danger of irresponsible storytelling mm. and and that has always stuck with me and like for years i've just been like that that like that and it's so true and so whenever i see it i'm like oh, that's it <laughs> you're being dangerous right now <laughs> and i know that like there is there is an edge to walk right but can you talk about the difference between kind of just like dumping your stuff on and trying to use situations like a pandemic to, to, mm-hmm. to do this very irresponsible um, and triggering storytelling mm-hmm. uh, versus, which is really just, it, it really is an appropriation and, and like kind of like um, making, turning it into this like horrific thing versus this, this sovereign, like this reclamation, this agency that you have to first take in yourself. Like you've got to ground it and integrate it and then share a story. Like we're not processing onto our people, like from a triggered space and trying to trigger them. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of speak to the difference? Yeah. There's a lot to unpack with this because there are a lot of people, one of my clients said this so well, Mm. he said, there's a lot of opportunity right now, but don't be opportunistic. Yes. You know? And that's like, I mean, that's like, yeah, there is opportunity and that's a good thing. We don't want to all like die. We don't want the banks to crash and everybody to die. And like, so we want to continue to create, we want to continue to have commerce, but like, don't be a vulture, you know, (laughs) like don't feed off of people's pain. And I think that, but respond to people's pain, speak to their pain, but don't feed off of it. There's a difference with that. And so that's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing I would say is like what you're referring to as like traumatizing people with story and, Mm. and, and, and marketers not being trauma informed or sensitive, which they're not, they're not, they're not, most of them aren't. And we can't blame, I mean, most of the, most people, like if you talk to my therapist, she'll tell you that nobody is trauma informed and she has to fight this big fight to get people (laughs) to believe that we all have trauma and like, you know, so like, (laughs) this is real people. This is real. (laughs) People look at me like I'm crazy, you know, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) like we believe you. Okay. (laughs) We know (laughs) you're doing this because you have a lot of trauma. (laughs) She's very excited to tell me this every week. She's so cute. But anyways, I know she's the cutest, but So one of the things I like to talk about is, and you kind of named it already, but Mm. just to go a little deeper with what you already named, I really like to talk about how, and I learned this, God, I think I learned this from Robert McKee who wrote Mm. the book story. Mm -hmm. 
which they use in Hollywood quite a bit, but yeah. I don't actually remember if it was him or not, but I think it was where basically there's something neurobiologically that happens in the brain when you hear a story or read a story or see a story and you can't tell the difference in this part of your brain. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know, but right. there's a, there's a response in there somewhere that doesn't know the difference between a story and reality. Yes. And so if you just kind of throw out a bunch of psychic spew or, you know, unprocessed material yeah. and you just throw it in a story form. Yeah. It's really not helpful because it can traumatize and trigger people and they can go into like a, a, a reaction that you probably didn't want. And a lot of people do this. I don't see a lot of men do this in marketing, but I see that more women do it. Mm. And it's not like to say men are this way and women are this way, but it's just my observation. Right. Men have a different way of, of doing weird things with story as a general rule. Like they go into chest beating sometimes, yes, you know, yes, which so much so which, which women never do. I've never yeah. seen it, yeah. but like, but what they do is they, the women that I've seen, they hear that they're supposed to be vulnerable. Yes. And so then yes. you'll see like this, like trigger warning or like vulnerable share. Yes. And then it's like this, like, you know, I'm getting a divorce and I hate my husband and he yeah. didn't even bring my daughter to school today, you know? And it's yes. like, oh my God, you know, like, right. So I basically say like some stories are meant for your therapist or your friends yes. and other stories are meant for bringing your message into the world. And they might be the same story yep. at different points in time. But yep. if you're going to share something publicly, then it's very important to understand that you should be landing the plane somewhere. Like even yes. when I asked you just a minute ago, I'm like, well, where do they want to go with this? Like yes. I, it's so instinctual for me to ask that because I know that story leads people somewhere and you want to be intentional about, intentional about what that is. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean you can't have open-ended intentionality. You know, we're not forcing a perspective down people's throats, but we're like, if, if someone gets on a plane and they say, I want to go to New York city and then you land the plane in the middle of the ocean. That's not helpful. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's not what I was asking for. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very interesting because, I mean, like online, it, it's a whole new world. I mean, it, it's obviously been around for decades. But when you look at how long story has been around, it's mm -hmm. it's it's this infantile um, way of sharing story. Like it mm -hmm. feels like we've mm -hmm. all grown up with it. Like we were like, this is just what we do. Especially <laughs> you know those of us who like everything is online, like business and everything. But it it really is. It it's it's it hasn't it has its roots. In, in, in the story that has been shared throughout the ages, but there's also the newness and the, the kind of like mm -hmm. toddler, like learning curve that everyone has to go through. And it seems mm -hmm. like um, collectively that can kind of last a lot longer than it has to last individually. Like we can step into a deeper reclamation and understanding of story on an individual level and then begin to change the global narrative, especially with online mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, it, it, it's, it's one of our responsibilities as people mm -hmm. with a message to, to do the work internally mm -hmm. and to then create that bridge with our audience, right? Like how, like this, 
yeah, can you talk about like creating, creating a bridge, like how it has to start inside of you. Like you've got to start owning your own story and understanding your story. And you, one of your like one, just one part of your genius and your magic is helping people really understand their own story and, and their story arc and their origin story and all the things that, that they would then bring into, into the branding of themselves. And like, how do we, yeah, can you just kind of talk about that bridge, like creating that bridge from your own like reclamation of story as this as this sacred and sovereign like like gift that we have and then bridging that ground with your audience, with your tribe. I love that question. You're such mm. a good question asker. I think you might be my favorite question asker. Yay! <laughs> yeah, like, let's just go in there. Let's do it. <laughs> oh God. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to talk about, but yes. usually people don't want they just want to know how to get better Facebook ad conversions right. or something. You know what I mean? Like you're just like, no, let's alchemize yes. the reality of everybody <laughs> by tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> You know, I would say this is a this is a really beautiful bridge back to what you said about archetypes earlier. Mm. If you want to reclaim your own story, one of the ways that we can really do that is by looking at key themes mm-hmm. that are, you know, that are happening over and over and over again in our lives. Yeah. Now, we can't get into all 12 archetypes in our call, but like let's just take the alchemist for yeah. An example, most, most of the people listening and me and you, like we can relate with that, you know, the, the entire transformation industry is an alchemist industry. So what that means is that there's a lot of transformation and a lot of magic and a lot of this unique ability to create a world out of nothing, you know, and right now that's an incredibly important skill set to have mm-hmm. it's potentially it's it's been the skill set that's been kind of poo-pooed but like yep. Yep. it's it's like the one that matters the most you know we've yes. got to be able to as a human as a human collective say here's the problems so what are the solutions that never existed before because mm. that's what we need yes and you know so that's just like if i think about the alchemist i just that's just like where my brain goes it's like right. transformation right. and possibilities <laughs> but when you start to understand you know archetypally what are the even if you don't even know about archetypes or don't even want to frame it in that way if you start to think about some of the key themes of your life like transformation or creativity or, you know, maybe it's like, um, some people I've worked with, they've sort of had this like shamanic death and rebirth theme, Mm -hmm. uh, or, or, you know, maybe a theme is, is about relational intelligence or love or connection, whatever it is that you just feel like you're living over and over and over again. I think that there's a really big key in that for you for reclaiming your story. And, and, and one of the things my good friend Jeffrey says is that like your wound, your biggest wound that you live over and over again, that's where your life's work is. That's where your life's purpose is. And he helps people build entire businesses around the wound that they've been in. So like if you have this rejection wound or this alienation wound, like, you know, you're probably a messenger and you're probably supposed to like, like you said, change the global story. And like, yes. so I think we can start in a really simple way with just like looking at that. And if we look at like, what are some of these key themes, they have sort of a more negative connotation and a more positive yeah. connotation. Yeah. And the movement of the story would be like, what are, what is that shadow side? Mm-hmm. 
what is that side of like when you're not living in your fullness, your full intelligence, your full beauty, your full whatever, and you're in that sort of like, oh, I don't know, I can't see it. I'm not in my gift. I'm in my yes. wound. Yes. And then what is that movement into like the full illumination of your gifts? You know, and that's yeah. the story, right? And yes. it's it's different for everybody. But if we look at like any kind of movie, mm-hmm. we would see this movement. We would see this archetypal movement from the unlikely hero to the Jedi that just saved the world or or this little right. or like in never ending story. It's like this mm. little bullied kid in a bookstore yeah. yeah. to like the saver of Fantasia, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So just that, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> we totally. just get to save, save Fantasia. That's all. You have to give the Empress a new name by the end of today. <laughs> yes. Everyone go now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I love that so much. And it's, it, it holds so much resonance because we are all like, there is all of us in some way have had that wounding, like in, in mm-hmm. some aspect of our life, some wounding. and as soon as we, and it's not to play on that, it's not to victimize ourselves or anything, but once you are able to actually reclaim that and, and turn it into your power, you get to infuse that into your story. Like in exactly. Every, yeah. Yeah. And that's the medicine of story. Like you were saying in the beginning of this call, like Hmm. story has its own form. It has its own sovereignty. And, and, and that's really what it is for me. It's like this archetypal journey that life is asking us to go on. We either grow or we die. You know, life is actually asking us to take this arc. Like a lot of people in recent years have been talking about the hero's journey as some patriarchal structure that's about going off to war and killing people. And that's just what Hollywood did with it. It's not, it's not like Joseph Campbell himself said, this monomyth expresses differently in every culture. Mm. He like went to lots of different cultures, including tribes that were completely isolated from the outside world. And, and they all had their different expression of it. So it's not, it's not inherently a masculine form. I actually, I actually believe that story. If it, we had to give it a gender, it would probably be more female because Mm. it like makes it, 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 it's like about transformation out of chaos. Yes. And that, that just, I mean, I date women, so that just reminds me of women. <laughs> You're like, I know women. That's women. <laughs> that is not men. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, like I can see that Hollywood has turned it into a masculine storyline, but yes. that's, but Hollywood is an expression of American, um, Indust- post-industrial culture. Right. You know, and yeah. that's not necessarily a story that I really care that much about. Um, yeah. And so the hero's journey is really this journey. It's, it's really this journey of like, hey, life is asking you to grow and transform. You're a little seed. You're in the ground. Oh my God, yes. you got to like bust out of the seed. Yes. Well, what the hell is that? I don't know. Now I got to get through the dirt. Oh, there's some sun. You know, like yeah. we're all yeah. doing that all the time. And that's, yes. all, that's all it is. Yeah. Oh, I, I love like anything with the dirt and like bringing it back <laughs> to nature. I'm like, yes, it, it, it really is. And something that you talk about is, is currency, right? Like really allowing story to be the currency. And, and as we transform, as we we go from the seed and, and we start to sprout and then, oh my God, there's like 
the fucking bird is coming and like trying to kill us. And then we're like, okay, we got to, ba- we got battle. And then we like keep going and we keep growing. Like all of these things we transform, but it requires, yeah. it requires an energetic exchange with life, right? Like there, totally. there has to be this flow and mm-hmm. how, how would you, and how do you really drop story in as the currency that we can all work with to navigate like the times that we're in, like not even like the times that we were in or where we're going, but like the present moment, like story can be that currency. And, and I'm curious, like how, how do you define that? And how does that, or, or anything, any place you want to go with it, fuck it, like wherever you want to go with, yeah. with, with, with story as a currency for the times. You know, I don't know that I could define it because it's Mm. so up for grabs right now, I Mm. think. But what I would say is how do we want the story to go? You know, Mm. that's a really good question that we should all be asking right now. Instead of, I think one thing that will change Mm. is like, instead of looking for somebody else to define the story, yeah. let's, let's like actually ask ourselves, how do we want it to go and open up yeah. to that possibility? Like you can see online right now, people are flocking to like conspiracy theories or like mm-hmm. they're flocking to, um, people that seem certain or gurus or experts, but the tr- like Jeffrey and I were talking yesterday and he was like, mm-hmm. Kylie, this is the end of the expert because nobody knows where we're going. And yeah. I tend to agree with that assessment. You know, I think that we can still be certain about what we do know, you know, I don't think any of us know what's really going to happen next. No. And so I really like this idea of asking ourselves, what story do we want to see? This is an incredible opportunity for like people to come together in a completely new way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, and what, what that brings is like this, this energetic relationship that maybe we haven't even allowed ourselves to see before or to, to prioritize before. Like we, because we were in the old story Mm -hmm. and not old as an ancient and like primordial and raw and true, but like the old encoded conditioned story. Exactly. How we had to exchange with one another, how we had to like show up and, Mm -hmm. and, and that affected the stories that we told. Mm -hmm. Totally. And And now it's like, there's like this freedom that like, no, you get to like, what is the story that you want to be told in the world? It's so true. Like we have an opportunity to level out the playing field a little bit, you know, everything has been disrupted and in times of disruption, that's a really beautiful time to step up and say, Hey, what about this? Or let's do it this way. And you know, the trusted sources of information are going to break down more than ever before. People aren't going to really believe in a lot of what's out there, whether Mm -hmm. it's sort of like the media or the alt media. Right. It's like, oh my God, like one day you see like Bill Gates is coming at you with a, he's going to stick a needle in your arm tomorrow. And then, you know, it's like, I don't know if that's true. It might right. be but like, right. I can't really verify that from my yeah. house, from my yeah. living room, you know, <laughs> like with nothing but Facebook posts and an internet. Yes. It's like, we don't actually know what's true right now. Yeah. And I think that that's a beautiful place for us to be because 
there's a lot of things that we've known for the last, you know, several thousand years that aren't the best thing for us to know, you know? <laughs> right. It's not this, it's not the best story to be telling ourselves right, exactly. <laughs> and to be telling each other. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely time for a new story and I don't know yeah. what it will be, but I believe that the artists and the creatives and the people have been pushed aside for so long will actually be looked at as the new storytellers because for example, I'm an internet marketer and internet marketers have kind of been seen as like, like, oh, well, you guys are weird and get a real yeah. job or right. like, we're a right. little, we're an insulated community, but mainstream yeah. society thinks it's like not a real job, even though I right. worked 50 hours a week, like, right. you know, like, yes. <laughs> and, and, and like now all of a sudden in, in a time where 6 million people filed for unemployment in one week in the United States, which is the most ever in history. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm turning away work yeah, because I don't have the capacity to help as many people that want, you know, so I, yeah. that's just an example of like people who have been seen as irrelevant or not following the rules or not doing the right mm. thing. We are the people at this time that can bring the most value. And I, and I believe that that also rings true for how the stories are delivered, who tells yeah. them who listens, you know, the people I'm listening to the most right now are the people that are tapping inside and speaking their truth. Like not the people who have the most YouTube views and are talking about all this crazy stuff or whatever. It's really like you can feel and hear this clarity cutting through all the noise of people who are just like, huh, I don't, (laughs) I don't really know, but this is what I feel, you know? (laughs) This is, there's this deep dropping in and, and mm-hmm. we get to, I mean, we always get to do this. We've always had that opportunity, but if you didn't think that you had that, or you didn't uh, know that that was like, Hey, this is, this is how I can exchange. Like, this is how I can be an energetic exchange with life <laughs> is to totally. actually tell the stories of my soul and use all the stuff like wounding, um, loss, like all of the old encoding things with, that we believed about ourselves, like all, like we can use that and it can become mm-hmm. magic. It becomes the medicine that the world needs. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you like a completely random, <laughs> it's not random cause it's us, but <laughs> what did I eat for breakfast? I'm so oh, glad God. you asked. No. Oh God. No, Kylie, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually eat breakfast. I'm oh my god! Busy. I'm so busy right now. <laughs> well, when you said that you were down to 50 hours a week, I was like, I'm so impressed. <laughs> I know. Like that. It's a. It's a. It's it's like a. It's like a reclamation of time for you. <laughs> okay, so I know that like. When it comes to marketing, especially online, everyone's talking about like the SEO and the algorithms and the ROI and the run rate and the blah, 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 blah. And one thing that we hear (laughs) a lot, um, if you, uh, well, we hear a lot is like retargeting. Like how do you use everything to get the, like to, to really optimize your time, to optimize your effort. And so one thing that I was like, that really just hit, um, when I was like, Ooh, we're going to drop in me and Kylie are dropping in. Yeah. But like, how do we retarget? But like, how do we do it in a way that's actually 
like the shit. That's actually what it's all about. So how do we, how do we, instead of retargeting and thinking of it as something that we have to do to get people to pay attention, mm-hmm. how do we retarget what matters? How do we retarget God? How do we retarget art? How do we retarget soul? Like how do we like bring that into the table so that what we're optimizing on is like the truth of ourselves? I love that question as random as it is. And obviously there's a lot of ways you could retarget per se, Mm -hmm. and people may have a different understanding of that word, but I'll just, I won't get into the technology of it so much as the soul of it. And so Mm -hmm. what I would say is that I like to look at retargeting as like the next step of the story to put it Mm. in the story context. So like if somebody listens to this, then you want to send another message to them. What's the next part? The next part of the story might be to invite them to try some of these things out themselves, you know, like, Hey, like, let's actually get you telling some stories. Like let's, let's reclaim your story. You know, that would be a natural next chapter in in this conversation or, or it may be something completely different, but I like to look at marketing as a conversation. And I think when we look at it as just a conversation, we, we start to look at it from the perspective of like, how would I be talking to somebody if they were sitting right in front of me? Mm. And if they came to my website and they read my about page, then what's the natural next thing from there? If they watched a video, what's the natural next thing from there? We don't want to like, you don't like sit down with someone on the first date and be like, Hey, (laughs) like, what do you do for work? And by the way, like, can you tell me what, like, for, like 14 generations previous in your ancestry, where did they live? Like, it's like, it's like, wait, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Or like, do you want kids or like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. wait, whoa, that's not natural flow of communication, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we don't necessarily know why, but like, it just feels off. Yes. So a lot of marketers don't consider what might feel off. Mm, and yeah. then you're like, wait, what the heck? Like what you're like, Oh, I clicked on this shoe on Amazon and now this shoe is everywhere. And it's like creepy and weird. Yes. Or, you know, you watch a webinar and then all of a sudden it's like, watch the webinar again. And you're yeah. like, ew, you know, but what if they watched your webinar and didn't take action and you mm. actually look at maybe some of the reasons why they might not have and tell them a story about that instead of yeah. just like click here now, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's, it's like, so retargeting is really, it's like another form of current currency. It's like a, just another form yeah, of exactly. being in flow state yeah, with story. I would, I would definitely see it that way. Yeah. I love that. I I love everything that, that you've shared that you are inviting everyone into because it's all a return back Mm -hmm. to, back to story, back to soul, back to God, back to the truth, the, like the medicine, like it's not about the, the outward facing things that people tell us we should be focusing on, um, regardless of whether we're in times like these or, like times like anything else, because we're always in some sort of a time, right? Like something, there's something, always something. Yeah, there's always yeah. something. And, and when you have a message that is born to your soul, that like your soul is like, fuck, we have to get this out into the world. This is what we're here to do. Allowing yourself to access story, like no matter what is happening in the world, that's how you get to create the ripple effect. And, and mm-hmm. I love that you have invited us in with not only like, yes, strategic steps that we can do, and but also like, and here's why it matters, right? Like here's mm-hmm. why it matters for you as an individual and here's why it matters for the collective. It's, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that um, like anything, any other pieces that you're like, oh, we have have to, you must know this. 
<laughs> well, I would say a lot of people feel that they don't have a story or their story mm. doesn't matter. It's not important. And yeah. I would just invite you to reconsider that, especially now, because if you feel that way, it's likely that someone made you feel that way at some point in your yeah. life. And again, that goes back to sort of like this black sheep paradigm of like, we're the people that have what other people need right now. So like yeah. we, we just need to find a way to temporarily put that aside Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to heal mm-hmm. or integrate in 30 seconds, right? but if we can just put it to the side for a minute and go, wait, no, I'm an important storyteller right now. I need to be sharing what I know. Yeah. Then I would just encourage you to do that because I think that people need us now more than they ever did. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So where can people connect with you? I know you are like, <laughs> you're, you're almost always filled up with clients, but just in case, and just so people can, can hear more of your stories and, and, and like your magic of how you, and you, you transmit and, and are the living transmission, how can people connect with you? All the places. Yeah. Well, my website is kylieslavic.com and that's a good place. Or Facebook is probably my most common virtual hangout. I just yeah. really haven't adapted. I'm like 40 and I just yeah. haven't, I haven't adapted to what like the younger people are doing these right. days, you know? So <laughs> the young whippersnappers, <laughs> their TikToks. I'm like, I'm like, what is this Snapchat nonsense? <laughs> so primarily, so primarily I am on Instagram, but I just like never am on Instagram, you know? Yeah. I, mean? I have yeah. it. Yeah, you have it. It's there. (laughs) (laughs) My office chair, uh, you guys aren't seeing this. You're probably just hearing it. I almost fell off off my chair. (laughs) It was like rocked you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, love. Thank you so much. It has been, I mean, as always, it's always fucking magic dropping in with you. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Go tell stories. Yes, go tell stories. All right. Thanks for listening in, loves. Oh, God. Absolutely. Like, just stay in the medicine as always, always, always. I'll be back with you soon. Thank you for being here wherever you are in this big, beautiful world of ours. I love you. I see you. I witness you. And as always, here's to your untaming. Mm. Bye, wild ones.